You are now tuned in to the Uncensored Podcast on Boss FM. Welcome to Uncensored and happy Tuesday, guys. It's your girl, Kayla. It's your party boy, Joey. And we are here to, as Joey would say, rock the house today on Uncensored. Yes, honey. Yes. How do you feel? Well, how was your Easter? Because we did not talk about Easter whatsoever yesterday. So how was your Easter? My Easter was pretty good. It was busy. It was busy. I was off, but it was it was it was good. I will I will say that I enjoyed it in the King Risen. So yes. What'd you do? Uh, stay my fat butt home. <laughs> stay my fat butt home. I got vaccinated, so I got vaccinated on Sunday, and um, it's been blowing my wig um, a little bit. So it's 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 a crap style, but I'm okay. I'm surviving. Um, my parents thought I was um, deceased for about thirty seconds until I finally answered my phone. Um, Because I was sleeping. I have not done really well with these side effects, but I'm living. So that was my Easter. (laughs) You know what's funny? Because this is your first shot, right? Yes. Yes. You're the only person that I've heard that has gotten the vaccination who felt anything after the first dose. But I'm a bit of a baby. Like, I am just not, I just don't take shots well. And I was... I was going to surprise my mom. Actually, today's her birthday. But I was going to surprise my mom um, for her birthday in a couple weeks, uh, which is the whole reason I got vaccinated and wasn't going to tell her. And I told her today. And I was just kind of like, listen, when I get the second shot, you need to be here to take care of me. So she's already booked her flight. Oh, well, I mean, here's this theory that John has said that being that you are sick from the first shot, you may have had COVID. Oh, God. And, like, the shot is, like, actually fighting against it. Like... I I hope not. I hope I mean, not. if I if I did, if I did have it, I think it was, like, maybe November of, the, like, 19, because that's when I got super extremely sick. Oh, were and you I mean, like... Because that's I was hospitalized in February 2020 and like died. Yeah, yeah, that was me. That was me. Like I could not breathe, and they kept saying it was an upper respiratory infection. I'm like, that's not it. Like I've had those before. That's not it. This is something different. Yeah, they said that I had the flu, but I had strand A, and strand A was found in kids, and that's mm-hmm. why feeling well, but it made sense because I was still teaching my kids in person and all of my kids got taken out by the police one by one, like really bad. So it right. made sense that I had that, but I'm, I've had the flu at least four times in me living in 23 years and never once felt like that. Right. And I feel like I am about to just like, it's about just trying to take me out is what I feel like. So then maybe that vaccination is it's just fighting you know something that you did have um in your body and i hope that the second shot you are much better and that would be weird that if you got to take this shot and the second shot you didn't 
I am terrified of the second shot. I'm not going to lie because everybody, my GM told me today, he was like, you need to just go ahead and take May 2nd off. And I was just like, okay, that's But see, everybody's making it scary for you. Um, and and they are. Yep. But I mean, a lot of people are saying that second dose is what, but you're down for like three days, maybe. That's the most that you're down for. But like, I don't like being down for nothing. I, I'm like, I'm I'm really like a chicken. I don't like being in a spot where it's like my body just like shuts down and I just cannot like, I'm, I'm just, I'm a fetus. I just can't. My mom wants me to take the shot. I was going to take it late in summer, but I'm so scared. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous, too, so. But how was yours? My Easter was relaxing. I did nothing. Um, mm-hmm. Let's go to Walmart and buy something for my hair care products because what I have now, I have too many products and I won't hold it anymore. So I had to buy a storage system to hold them. Yes, I understand that. And my mom cooked Easter dinner. She made some stew beef mac and cheese, mama beans, rice, right, rice, and rolls. Mmm. Mm, I like that. She I met. feel that. But on today's show, we do have some top news, some trendy of the trendiest topics, a good come on white folks and discussion of the day, Kayla's Corner, and a sports segment later in the show with me and John. So stay tuned and make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UncensoredBossFM. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla here with Joe, Joe, Joey. We're about to hop into some top news. So what are we talking about today, Joey? Girl, Spirit Airlines is about to get it. So listen, a family is being thrown off a Spirit Airlines flight from Orlando to New York because their two-year-old son uh, is eating without a mask. Now, flight policies are... If you're two years old or younger, you don't have to wear a mask. So the child is part of an Orthodox Jewish family that included a father, a mother, and a boy with special needs. Seven months pregnant is the mom with a special needs kid who has seizures. The toddler was eating yogurt on the mother's lap when the flight attendant instructed the family to exit the plane. There's video footage of the entire cabin being deplaned as a result of what has become repeated point of contention between the parents flying the infants and flight crew members of the several U.S. airlines. They are throwing a whole family off and now deplaning the whole plane because of a two-year-old isn't wearing a mask. And one passenger is like super pissed about it. Many of the flight's passengers were from Jews. Did I say from Jews? From Jews returning from Passat. Uh, vacation in Florida, so there was an event happening in Florida. Um, so there's no right to deplane this this plane for people. I know what the flight policy is, and they're very. When if you fly, I still fly right now. I don't care what the situation is. If you're flying, your your airline will tell you what the policy is before you even put on the plane. And this is Spirit's uh, thing as well, because they also say it. But Spirit's a crappy flight. They just 
they're ridiculous. I wouldn't even fly these people again anyways. I mean, okay, so how do you, so little kids can wear masks, right? And I get yes. this policy, but um, I'm completely mad that the air, the flight attendant, shall I say, said you have to get off the plane because they're not wearing a mask. A two-year-old. A two-year-old's not wearing a mask. So you are upset? Yes. I'm playing a devil's advocate. That's why. Um, I'm, I definitely agree with you. Um, and on top of that, the little girl was sitting. It wasn't like she was a rambunctious two-year-old in a video. Right. Her mom's lap very quietly. And the father even got up in a video and asked. Because um, the flight attendant was like, oh, everyone is, is nervous or scared that you're two-year-old that your child doesn't have a mask on and the father took his mask on and said are you guys nervous are you guys okay with my my child not having a mask on and people were like it's fine like it's cool it's a two-year-old right and i feel like after the plane well not feel after the plane got deplaned everyone was allowed back on the plane except the flight attendant that caused this whole ordeal and they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. But they I think exactly it was her. I feel like it was just her. But then again, do you think that flight attendants consult their partners before, not partners, but like their co-workers before they decide to try to get someone off of the plane? Yes. Well, I mean, every every job in anything of customer service, has, of course, has to have an explanation or like a, like a backup plan with the other ones. Like if something happens at my property, I have to talk to other associates before I make this move because we have to figure out if something goes wrong we have a plan B nobody did that in this nobody did that in this you would just be planning the whole plane because a two year old didn't have a mask on so do you I feel like they did because you can't deplane anybody by yourself, especially you have to let the captain know. If the captain's about to take off or they're get they're loading the plane, I feel like you have to allow the captain or the pilot to know what's about to happen so that everyone can get help. But That's- then if they but if they did that, they weren't honest about what was going on. Because if why wasn't she allowed back on the plane but everybody else was? Mm, you're right. So she might have said, somebody's not wearing a mask and I've told them they need to have a mask on and then lo and behold, it's a two-year-old. And they, they just listened without going to see if the situation... Right, right. Mm. And you've embarrassed this family. This woman is seven months pregnant. You didn't stress her out. I wouldn't let you back on the plane either. Carry your ass home. Catch another flight. I think she lost her job. I would say that's something that you could lose your job over that is because it's like you you're you're going above and beyond to embarrass these people and put these rule out knowing what the flight policy is you've put this cry wolf out got the entire plane deplaned you're behind schedule now you're super behind schedule you're messing you're you fucking up the whole rotation you probably supposed to land at 5.30. You don't land till 7.45, o'clock. People trying to get places. Orlando to New York, that's probably like a six-hour flight. No, Orlando New York is like maybe three hours. You think so? Mm-hmm, because it's from, from here, from where I'm at to Virginia, to even D.C., is an hour. 
So from Orlando to DC, it's probably from Orlando to New York, it's probably about two and a half, three hours. Mm. Virginia to California is five. How far is Atlanta from Orlando? I am about six, six or seven hours. Oh, because it's like six hours from Jersey to Atlanta. So that, when I flew to Fort Lauderdale from Atlanta, that's going to be a, like, an eight-hour drive. That was an hour and a half flight. It blows me how much flying is quicker than driving. I love that's it. So I love crazy. it. I love it. Don't get me wrong. Like, I like driving because sometimes I just don't want to be around people. But, like, when I go home, I drive. That's just it. Because I don't like flying into Norfolk International. It sucks. And I'm not flying into Richmond and driving an hour and a half. I'm not doing that either. So I just rather drive the nine and a half hours home, but anywhere else, yeah, I'm gonna fly. It's ridiculous. But have y'all heard the latest on Chauvin and this trial? Before we even hop into this, right? This old lady came up on my TikTok today and she said, you guys have to learn how to pronounce Chauvin's name. So white lady, I'm sitting here like she about to say some fucking racist. Let me watch the rest of this video. She goes, it's French. If you guys didn't know, you pronounce it as murderer. I said, that's right, baby. That's right. I love that. Can you find that and send that to me? Yeah, I will. Oh, I want to post that so badly. <laughs> Give it to me now. Okay, I love that. That's good. Okay, so the murderer trial. Okay, I love it. So there's a Minneapolis police chief who is testifying and saying that the ER doctor who what who did um, George Floyd's body um, theorizes that the lack of oxygen is what stopped Floyd's heart. So he basically saying his name is Chief Madaria Arondo. Arondo. Arredondo, I'm going to say his name right, Lord Jesus. <laughs> Previously told reporters, Mr. George Floyd's tragic death was not due to lack of training. The training was there. Chauvin knew what he was doing. So the police, uh, the Minneapolis police chief, took the stand on Monday in an opening trial of former uh, officer Derek Chauvin, who has been accused of murder and manslaughter in May of 2020, the death of George Floyd, which we all saw, so you can't even say he's accused. He did it. So the city's, and it's the city's first black chief, fired Chauvin and three other officers the day after the Floyd's May 25th death. In June, he called it murder in response to an inquiry from the Star Tribune. On Monday, he testified about Minneapolis Police Department policy that dictates the officers must use tactics to de-escalate a situation whenever reason to do so in an effort to avoid the minimize of use of force. So basically, you have gone above and beyond to not follow any rules. You just did exactly what you wanted to, which landed in this man's death. So he's basically saying, yeah, you knew exactly what was going on and you knew exactly what you were doing and you knew what was going to happen. So it takes for a black a black chief to not only, because he, he fired the three guys the day after he died, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. 24 hours. That's like record breaking in my book, for one. Mm -hmm. And for two, for him to get up on a stand and basically say like, nah, I taught them well. Their training was implemented. He decided to do what he was going to do. 
like this is amazing and i'm mm-hmm. i'm kind of shocked at it cuz it's like usually it takes like months to get anybody fired look at Brianna Taylor like right. it takes forever and he was on it within 24 hours so do you think that it's like i said like we were having this discussion yesterday about police um and how it's a gray area cuz it's like they're fighting for their job mhm versus their morals do you think that with this guy his morals or he put his job or oh he put his morals way ahead of his job because that's a again police officers are supposed to do that he ain't got no stake in anything he's not a racist he's not looking at people a certain way he's not just going out here even though he's a police chief he sees above everybody he's not out here just doing what he wants to do because of his title that's what Derek Chauvin and his other boys are doing I feel like do you, do you think it was a oh he killed the black man let me fire them before they we even investigate or I don't, do you, I don't even I don't even think I don't even think it did that because I think even still he would have allowed the investigation. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I, I, think, I, I think I think that that was a moral setting because he said it was a murder. He said it was a murder. There's nothing above it. There's it's, it's a murder. Point blank. Period. What's crazy to me is that his name doesn't even sound black. I'm not gonna lie. I thought he was Spanish. Just by the, the what his name is. I mean, my mama could have named me Madaria, and I would have been it. Madaria. Mm-hmm. How do you say his last name? Arredondo. Arredondo to me sounds a little Arredondo. That's what. Yeah. Not <laughs> Arredondo. <laughs> I would have been like, say my name, honey. Call me by my name. <laughs> but no, I am glad to to hear that, and the fact that the ER doctor said that. It was oxygen that allowed his heart to stop. Then why on his death certificate it says something else? Or why did the report come out that it said that he was on drugs? Because they needed something to use. They needed something to use against him to kind of make the, well, to make the police officer look innocent. They were pulling out his porn days when he was on the Habib show. Like, you're pulling out all of these stuff that does not make a difference in this murder. This man killed him. It had nothing to do with whatever drugs in the system, whether he had weed, whether he had narcotics, whatever he had in the system, that was not the reason of his death. And honestly, he looked pretty fine to me in the video, right? Before. Right. He looked He like wasn't a- high, he wasn't delusional. He just looked like he was just going about his day. Cigarettes, like That's it. Yeah, so but I am pretty glad. Um I'm not going to lie, but like I said, I have hope for this case. I told y'all this, and I called it, and I'm glad that it's going my way. I really am. I am too, because I was like, but you know, we we gonna keep y'all posted on what we find out next. We're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna hop into some trending topics, along with our Kayla's corner and our come on white folks. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla here with Joey, and we're about to hop into some trending topics. Go ahead. Now, before we go anywhere, you know we gotta say happy birthday to people. So, Billy D. Williams turns 84, and Candace Cameron Bure, who is DJ from Full House, turns 45. I don't feature her at all, but happy birthday, y'all. 
What you mean? I don't like her. I don't like her or her brother. What they did to you? Um, because they kind of went on this Christian raid about homosexuality and all that stuff, and it just it did too much. Mm, that's understandable. Yeah, so I, I told them to have seats, and they have. So, have you heard about this Megan Stallion and Young Miami wanting each other, honey? The not gag. Young Miami, not Young Miami. Yes, honey. So. Um, Megan posted saying, I was too shy to tell her in person, but Young Miami, I want a date. And then Young Miami said, I've been wanting you too, so what's up? So boom, but, but, and I say but with capital B-U-T, there is backlash. Um, Megan is facing that. For her previous tweets, they gave off a homophobic vibe. Now, this was like 350,620 years ago. It says, all hell this faggot done pissed me off. And then she posted recently in January or June 2019 that I've already apologized for the tweets that obviously do not represent my views now. I don't do nothing but show love to everybody, so just stop. I mean, listen, if Waka can change his views, so can everybody else. Nope, 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 nope. I'm not believing it. I'm not believing it, Joey. Joey, mm-hmm. please. Joseph Lee, I am not my government, Lord. Lord, why, no. Why? I, I think you're saying that because it is Megan V. Stallion, Miss Tina Snow herself. I feel no, like if it was I, a male, ooh, ooh, okay, okay, run that down, run that down. So I can, okay, go ahead. I feel like if it was another celebrity that was not in your corner that you didn't really mess with, you wouldn't say, "Well, if Walker could change, so can she." Okay, you you me clear it up now? Mm-hmm. Okay, so here's my thing. Do I love Megan's music? Yes. Do I follow her as hard as everyone else does? Not really. Not. But here's my thing. She, it's so much, it's so much easier for women to be like, oh, this faggot can do that and everybody's okay. Granted, I'm not. I'm not. I think it's stupid. And I'm not going to cancel her for something she said eight years ago before her career even started off. Waka Flocka said that in a heat of a moment on a show publicly with when his career was banged. Did you cancel Kevin Hart when he said that 85 million, 2,500 years ago? No, because I've never followed Kevin Hart. I've never been a fan of Kevin Hart. He had one thing. That I, that I thought was funny, and that was because other people were on it. I've never done Kevin Hart. I'm not believing it, Joe. Holly, the house, the, I told y'all, the house, the house Husbands, that was the only show that I've ever watched. I've seen one stand-up, and that was okay. It wasn't funny, but in movies, I'm not really following him like that. He's not that funny. To me, how I feel, um, for people giving her backlash, this hurt that tweet, um, happened in tw- 2011, right? Mm-hmm. Megan is 26, 27, so she would have been in high school when she tweeted that. Y'all right. at something from high school? When I'm pretty sure in high school, you say any and everything to get a laugh and get a chuckle to get some clout in high school. That's a pivotal moment in someone's life. Like Right. Whereas Waka is a father, well, damn near father, 
grown ass man married and Kevin is the same thing. That's completely different. But I do agree with you. I do think, you know, people can change. Um, and she said she already apologized for it, but I guess that goes back to our conversation. Like, is the apology genuine? Is it not? So, and I, 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 I feel that she's learned her lesson in that we just try. Well, I mean, shit, I, I feel like now after sleeping on it, I feel like Walker might have learned his lesson. He ain't going to publicly put it out there. But yeah, I think he's got an understanding now. But to me, I just want to know who are these people that's deciding to go back 55, 2,075 years ago? Oh, people who ain't got no time, who got too much time on their hands. Because I, I can't. I, I can't. 11? That, that's how many years ago? That's 11 years ago. Or 10. And it, 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 and it had to have been somebody who knew her. Right. It, it had to have been somebody. No, nah, you just search. You just search. Uh, you can keyword search on Twitter. So they just went through. They just searched Meg Thee Stallion and that word, and saw you know, and they probably went through several different words before they got a hit. You know what I mean? And they do it the same. You know they, and rightfully so. Like someone should be going through um, Addison Ray's Twitter. And searching to see if she's ever used the n-word oh that is true because she keep profiting off of the black people anyway she do she damn sure <laughs> i mean i hope she hasn't i'm not saying she has but like let's let's check it out right but back to, the, back to this young miami and megan and stallion getting together um here's an I, see, I see a song i hear a song coming out here's an unpopular opinion for me performative bisexuality is a thing that is in now that yes. is to get people to listen to their music to get with their fan base or whatever mm -hmm. and in real in reality they're not bisexual they don't want women or they just kiss on women when they're drunk right and, 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 and it's women doing that you won't see no man do that because the moment a man does that, like, and, and it depends. Because if he comes off as Lil Nas X and he's doing that, he's looked at as cool. But if he's, like, just out there, some people won't receive it the way that it's supposed to be received. Right, right. So it's 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 a mess. But uh, I want to know more about this Michael Rappaport and with him speaking out against the KD incident. No, we're not doing that story. Oh, excuse me, my bad. <laughs> but on that note, that is all that we have for Trinity Topics. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UncensoredBossFM. And let us know what you think about Megan and Young Miami. Uncensored with Boss FM. It's your girl Kayla and Joey is here, but Joey is about to give us some spring forward, springity springtime advice. What are we That's talking about today, Joey? 
Hey everybody, it's your party boy Joey and I'm here to bring you top 10 things to eat. Spring foods that are completely perfect to eat around this time. Now, I must apologize, I sound a little groggy. I just got vaccinated and it is not sitting well with me, but the foods that I'm about to name to you are actually making me feel a lot better because I have all of them in my refrigerator or freezer. Now, springtime is the best time when you're gonna grow foods. And I'm talking like my grandmother had a garden in her backyard, she had a big backyard, and she grew eggplants, squash, bell peppers, cucumbers, watermelons, strawberries, she had banana trees, she had everything you could name. You would never have to go to a produce store to go get anything. She always had it. So these things that I'm getting ready to name to you are things you need to definitely have in your refrigerator because they are just perfect and rich with nutrients. Arugula. Now, you know I love a salad. I only eat arugula for my salad, and I'll get me some chicken and some feta cheese or some blue cheese and some ripened tomatoes and just throw them in there. It's wonderful. And it's rich with vitamin A and K and folate plus chlorophyll and fiber and even water. And then you've got artichokes. Artichokes are great. I love a spinach and artichoke dip. However, Dips may be a little high in cholesterol, but you do get your fill and it's really, really good. But the best way to eat them with healthy is put them in bowls with other veggies like nuts and seeds and make sure you drizzle just a little bit of olive oil on it, some extra virgin olive oil at that. Also try it with some canoia or some hummus. That's perfect too. Now, you also have asparagus. Asparagus is one of my absolute favorites, and my favorite way to prepare it is having it grilled with lemon. Boom, and it's abundant in vitamin K. And it helps with blood clotting, heart and bone health, cancer prevention, and many other functions. It's got copper, selenium, and B vitamins, which are really, really good for you. And it's simply delicious when it's sauteed with garlic, a little bit of butter, some ghee, some coconut oil, and a little bit of vegetable or chicken stock. Boom, you got it. Beets are super, super good, and they're really, really big in nutrients, and they help lower blood pressure, boost your stamina, and support detoxifications. Sometimes you just need a good detox in your life. Trust me, I know. I try to do it as much as I can. This is the one time I get them done and summer because you know I'm trying to be thin for the kids. Now, carrots, we ain't even got to go there. You know carrots are everything. And the best way to eat them, you can eat them raw with a little bit of light ranch or a little bit of light blue cheese, chopping and slicing, shredding them, putting them into your juicer, getting some smoothies out of them. Perfect. Mint. Mint contains antioxidants called rosmeric acid, and it's perfect. And those are really fresh and good in the spring as well. My mother has them all through her house. She's got mint leaves that she's grown in the back, and then she keeps them refrigerated. So when she uses them for other things, peas are phenomenal. Peas are good in vitamin C and K and several B vitamins like magnesium and phosphorus and also protein. So you need them as well. Strawberries. Do we really have to talk about strawberries? Strawberries itself are amazing. I just eat them just to eat them. I put them in my smoothies just to put them in my smoothies. I don't need them, 
but I love them. Those are absolutely my favorite, favorite, favorite fruits besides peaches, mangoes, and kiwi. Um, and pineapples, but you know, pineapples are everything and they help lower and balance blood sugar. So that's really, really good. And how to eat them, of course, just cut the stems before freezing. If you want a little bit of sweetness to it, dip them in a little bit of chocolate if you want to. It's really, really good for that as well. Spring onions. Spring onions are super, super, super good. And how you eat them, you can eat them raw and put them in salads or tacos or simply saute them with some sea salt and some tasty caramelized onions. Radishes are absolutely good. They're great with toxins and removing wastes. And you should always marinate them with a Mediterranean herb canola salad or even juice them. So I hope you enjoyed. This is the one time to get fabulous, get slim, get healthy, eat these healthy things. They're completely for you. They're completely for me. I'm actually going to go buy some now. <laughs> so enjoy. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we have a couple more things for you in the show. Don't go away. Hey y'all, it's your girl Kayla, and guess what? I am back with another segment, another episode of Kayla's Corner. And today we're going to get a little spicy. So if you don't know what Kayla's Corner is, it is a time, a place where I take my time and give my expertise, my opinion, my views, my advice to one of our listeners out there because they are going through some problems in their everyday life. So today's story reads, I met my boyfriend's friends, four single males around the same age, for the first time at an out-of-state trip. It just happened that our plans to go out-of-state intersected that weekend, so we decided to grab some food and hit the bars later that evening. During dinner, they kept leaving me out of conversations, but I didn't mind since it's been a while since they've all hung out together. At the bar, we met with some of my friends and I'm sorry. At the bar, we met up with my friends and her friends and we and we were all hanging out having drinks. His friends kept to themselves, but I didn't pay much attention. Long story short, my boyfriend blacked out outside the bar and I was too drunk to get us both home. His friends just straight up left and went to grab food while my friend's friends, who I literally just met that night, helped carry my boyfriend's unconscious body on a lift and up flights of stairs to get to our Airbnb. I never saw them help my BF's friends out whatsoever. This really upset me. My boyfriend is the most thoughtful dude and he wouldn't be the type to leave a friend out on the streets like that situation was, if that situation was reversed. He deserves friends whose care. At some point in time, I got to see the group chat they had together. And man, it reeked of superficiality. And I'd go so far to say that there's a good amount of toxic masculinity. I found out they were all single and had given up on getting girls. And early in our relationship, they were making fun of my boyfriend for never being on Discord anymore and referred to, and referred to me using a shitty code name. Like if I didn't see them as garbage people, 
I would have been pretty insulted. I let my opinions onto him delicately right after it happened, but I haven't commented on much since then. It's been almost two years, and I know that they're still close friends. I don't want to control his social life like that, so I just keep my distance. I haven't seen them since, and frankly, I don't want want to, but there is a trip. I'm planning with my friends, and he asked if he can invite his friends to join. How do I tell him that I don't want his friends around? Is this even something I should bring up again? Should I give them the benefit of the doubt even after the bad impressions I had? How do I help him meet the kind of friends he deserves? So I'll say this. Men are going to be men, right? And that statement I shouldn't even be saying. But (laughs) a reflection of your friends is a reflection of you. So if he doesn't see what his friends did to him is wrong, that means that he believes in that and or he will do the same thing to his friends. In a situation like that. And he may even possess a few of the negative personalities that you've seen in that group chat. Um, Your boyfriend may even possess those things. So, frankly, you have to tell him straight up. If you don't want his friends to come, then y'all have to have that conversation and basically say, yo, I don't like what your friends did to me. I don't like what your friends did to you. Um, I kind of don't really want to hang around them, kind of don't really want to be around them Um, instead of holding it in. But there's no way that you can delicately say that to him. So I suggest that you just say it and see where it goes from there. Obviously, he's going to be upset and he probably may even say messed up things about your friends just off the fact of you saying something about his friends. But you need to, I guess, open his eyes to what he has to do. Open his eyes to seeing what his friends did wrong. Toxic masculinity, you can never see a guy or you can never get a guy to understand toxic masculinity if they're the epitome of masculinity. They will never see that. Um, They have to, in a way for them to see that, become open-minded or to take a step outside of their body to really see what is going on. Um, To help him really meet any friends... There's no way that you can do that because honestly, making friends and meeting friends, you need a bond for that. You need time and patience for that. So unless your man or you and your man are out there constantly meeting people or constantly hanging out with different people, then introducing him to you can't force your man to make new friends. You can't force your your man to really start seeking other friendships. However, I do suggest that you tell him how you actually feel um because that's that's something that you just can't hold back uh I'm not gonna lie using shitty code names that's common at least for me in my experiences I've seen that uh I do that with my friends me and my friends will come up with nicknames for the guys that we're messing with so I think that's just something that friends do so I wouldn't even be mad at it um as long I wouldn't be mad at it as long as you know that your man has your back when it is time to have your back that's what I'll say on that if he doesn't have your back when you know they're saying oh she's a hoe or she's this and that da, 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 and he's sitting here either agreeing or not saying nothing or just or not even sticking up for you 
then I definitely would say mm, you got to take a step back and look at the type of person that your man is and see what uh, benefit that has. Um, not, I don't think you should give them the benefit of the doubt, but a person like me, if I was you, I would say invite them on a the trip, but I also would say it to their faces, I don't like how you handle my man or something of that nature to see what they say. Because... Honestly, as, as a friend, I expect you to have my back. And I'm pretty sure your man expects them. But mm, guys are guys are kind of weird when it comes to having each other's backs. Like, the, for lack of a better word, the whole douchebag kind of type of guy friendship. Guys really think about themselves before they start thinking about each other. But then you do have the guy relationships where... They are actually caring and thought-provoking, and I've seen that, you know, in my eyes before. So I don't even want to say continue to settle or allow your your man to keep settling, but definitely try to bring it to his attention and see what he says or feels about it because that's kind of weird, um, and it's kind of wrong. But it's also, if your boyfriend's kind of used to it, then you can't even fault him. You can't even be mad at him for that. But on that note... That is all that I have for Kayla's Corner. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UncensoredBossFM. We will get into some more trending topics right after this break. So stay tuned. All right, everybody, you're back with Uncensored on Boss FM. It is your party boy, Joey, and I am here with Kayla, and we're going to jump right on into our trending topics. Kayla, what we got, girl? So yesterday, we definitely talked about KD and Michael Rappaport um, and how the NBA fined KD $50,000 because of DMs that came out. Now, Rappaport has come out today after doing an interview and has spoke about the situation. And I'm not going to lie, it was a little funny. But this is what he said. That you've had time to really think about everything. It's been, uh, it's been crazy. Uh, it's been tough. Um, you know, the last few days have been tough, have been crazy. I, I've gone out of the house and I get, you know, sneers and I get finger pointing and and, and, and I don't do good with sneers and snickers. And then I actually uh, went to the, to the dog park with my dog and people that usually, you know, say hello and even play with my dog, they don't want to play, play with my dog Wheezy. And then you know, I, I, I went to my coffee shop and they said, uh, not today, Cupcake. And it's weird. It's like, why are you why are you calling me Cupcake? And then I get online and social media. And, you know, I know I put it out there. But, uh, you know, people online uh, have, have been so, so cruel and and mean. And, and I have to say that you've had time. Like. <laughs> like. I, I like I, I can't even I can't even take like that's fake right no that is actually real it's... but what's funny is that he started crying about his dog <laughs> he no, is he like he, no he's really crying about this yes and his dog name is Weezy for one <laughs> for two it's like you're mad that 
you decided to leave something and now people don't mess with you, you should be bad at yourself. Like I don't I don't I don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand why his I don't understand why his like why he's crying. Like his career really is not going to suffer from this. Um he's still going to be on Watch What Happens Live in New York City with Andy Cohen. So it's not like he's really gonna like it's not going it's not going to affect him. So I need him to to, to man up. You don't I, you think so? I, I feel like I it think is. it's a bit. I think you, you feel like it is? Yeah, I think he's acting here. Yeah, I think that he is too. And whether he's acting to like make to gain sympathy or acting because it's all a bit with KD, I don't know, but this does not seem genuine. And if it is, it's pathetic. Yeah, that's, that's what I think. Like, if it's genuine, I think it's it's just sad. Like, I don't know. For for me, I've known him to be like a white person in his acting, a white person that's like really snappy, aggressive, argumentative. So when he said like, um, I don't do well with snickers and snares, I'm like, mm, then it's true. He really is aggressive in person, like in real life. But like, y'all want us to be okay with snickers and snares but you can't you need to grow up like and i can handle a snicker and a snare like i want you to laugh at me because i know i'm slow but no it's he's not tripping he's really not affected by this i i I have to say to know to know michael rapaport and to know how much like of a smart ass he is he's not affected by this this is not doing him anything I guess I believe y'all, but we also have to talk about Kodak Black and how his, um, him and his security guard, his team, they were uh, just in a shooting in Tallahassee. So Tallahassee's, <laughs> there's two of them. Is it? <laughs> you said Tallahassee. I'm sorry, Tallahassee. My bad. <laughs> I love you. It's okay. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, Kodak Black security guard was shot early Monday morning in a parking lot in Tallahassee, McDonald's, (laughs) by individuals in a car who police were saying that that car was following him and his entourage before opening fire. So, about 3 3 a.m., Black, which is the name of his security guard, um, they were at, at a club called Culture Culture 3 Fest. Um, and as his entourage, Kodak Black and his entourage were leaving, they stopped at McDonald's and realized that there were several vehicles following them um, after they attempted to cut them off. But here's the video of the incident so you guys can get a little more understanding of it. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, oh. Garage is one of the whole murder. Kodak over there, dog. Kodak over there, dude. Oh, shit. that's sad like that's really sad yeah that's pretty 
Um, I mean, that's pretty rough. The security guard only got injuries to his leg, um, seriously injured in his leg. So hopefully he does recover. But the way the gunshots were sounding, and we only heard him for a few moments as the bystander ducked in his car, um, that was a lot of bullets. That was probably about 12, maybe 15. That's and that's terrifying. Like, I, 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 I listen. And this is not me being judgmental to anybody who's like in the like industry, like where like I understand rapping and like you have to protect yourself. But to be in a space to where bullets are consistently flying at you, I could not imagine. I think I would faint at the idea of a gun being pointed to me, let alone shooting at me. My thing is, I can't even record and you know be in a happy setting. No. <laughs> To be in no. a traumatizing setting. I would be traumatized. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I, like, it would have to be record and, like, I drop the phone and it's still record because I'm not looking for my phone. I'm not. After it happens. But our prayers do go out to him. I feel like the first thing I'm going to look for is my keys. Because yeah, I'm, 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 I'm about to I can to get another phone. I can get another phone. I can potentially get another car. But I'm going to get out of here. Yeah, because uh, you get one. We not cats. We don't get in our lives. You get one. No, no, no. No, no, ma'am. <laughs> and I'm sorry, but I'm not trying to come back after being no. shot with a cane. I can't. Right. I, w- I would like to go ahead and live my life to 80, and then we talk about what I'm going to do next when I come back. We ain't going to do that today. Because if I don't come back as Nicki Minaj, I'm not really sure what's going to happen. No. Well, you you. <laughs> You see how she killed the vibe, right? Just right then. She gonna get a whoop then. I'm just saying. But on that note, that is all that we have for our trending topics. Make sure you follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And let us know what you guys think about Kodak Black. Um, We'll be right back after this break. All right, everybody, welcome back to Uncensored on Boss FM. It's your party boy, Joey. It's your girl, Kayla. And we are just going to dabble in something really quick. It's my mommy's birthday, you guys. Hey, what's her? You call her Miss Briggs? Miss Binks? Miss Billings. Billings. Queen Billings, yes. Miss Billings, Queen Billings, Miss Lady. Yes, she, she goes by it all. Happy birthday. She's a diva like me. She turned 55. Can I tell you guys one time? So, funny story. I was probably the most, like, dickheaded, asshole child you could ever imagine in your life. And there was one time I was late for curfew, and I think I might have been 15 minutes late, and my mom freaked out, and I had a dead phone, so she couldn't contact me. And I got home, and I was trying to sneak in. And she, all I could hear was this studying downstairs on hardwood floor. Do you know this woman picked me up and body slammed me on the floor? Wow. Like, my mom is the beast. But she is the best mommy in the world. So if you're listening, mom, happy birthday. And I will see you in, like, two weeks. My mom, she drugged me by my hair one time. Like, she loved me. Oh, yeah. No, I, I haven't had that yet. 
Don't I didn't have it. any hair growing up. I, I've seen. Zero out of ten would recommend. Would not recommend next one. So what? Okay. So imagine what if what if we become parents? How do you think you're going to be like disciplining? Like, are you going to do the things that your parents did to discipline you that made you the way that you are? I hate this conversation. <laughs> like I wanna. I feel like really kids just don't want their parents to be disappointed in them. You don't have to be a kid to know that your parent is disappointed. However, you also have to have fear. Your kid has to kind of sort of fear you in a way so they can respect you. Right. Kids. I was was terrified of my mother. Like that was just it. Right. And I think some kids need an ass whooping because some of the things kids do, you need your ass beat for that. I'm not about to... My mother used to pick out belts and say, oh, this is a good ass whooping belt. I'm not about to do that. But I'm also about to use my Louis V belt to to fuck you up. Like. No, I'm going to knock my son's head off. I'm just going to be like, okay. (laughs) Look, you, you just, you have, you have bad grades in school. I'm not going to, I'm not going to whoop you for having bad grades. You just won't do anything. You'll just be grounded. But disrespectful. Yeah. if If I find out, if you're disrespecting me or any elder or anybody where I find out that you were disrespectful, oh yeah, you get your head knocked off. That's just it, because that's not what I'm raising you for. I'm gonna fuck you up. But on that note, <laughs> stay tuned after this break. We got some trouble with white folks. Question of the day. We'll be back. Everybody, welcome back to Uncensored on Boss FM. It's your party boy Joey, and I'm here with Kayla. And we're gonna hop on into our come on white folks. Now listen. Oh, there's a video that is circulating, and it's a furniture store called Red House Furniture. And I can't even begin to tell y'all what a calamity this shit is. So I'ma just let y'all listen. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I like to report that someone is illegally using a charcoal grill in a non-designated area on I'd like it to with immediately. Come on, I'm going to tell them there's an African-American man threatening my life. Threatening my life. Threatening my life. I have a breathing problem. My doctor would not let me wear a mask. So anyone harassing me. I'm being threatened by a man in Instagram. Please send the cops immediately. Come on, my folks. Karen, would you like to calm down and have a conversation? Why are you... AKA Big Head. I work at the Red House and I'm black. At the Red I like pumping iron and pumping furniture into people's homes. I'm Johnny, AKA Ten Gauge. I work at the Red House and I'm white. I like deer hunting, bass fishing, and extending credit to all people. At the Red House. I'm black and I love the Red House. I'm white and I love the Red House. I'm a black woman and I love the Red House. I am white and the Red House is for me. At the Red House. 
look at the sofa. It's perfect for a black person or a white person. This mattress is perfect for a white person or a black person. At the Red House, where black people and white people buy furniture. And Hispanic people, too. And all people. <laughs> And the Hispanic people did. <laughs> oh. makes <laughs> That makes my ass itch. Like, I can't even, I just, I don't even know. I... That, okay, so let's give our viewers a description of what they look like in this video. I feel like just by the commercial itself, you can tell what they look like, but. This is like whole whole Billy Hillbilly trilogy. This this gives me like Farmville the like Virginia or something like oh uh, Tacoa um Georgia or my god something maybe about forty five miles out of Charleston. Yeah, I don't very much country. And my my question would be why did they have to state their ethnicity? It's ridiculous. Like, if this is the way that y'all think that y'all are promoting equality or acceptance, this is not the way to do that. But <laughs> this is this is very ass backwards. It's really a child's understanding of racism and equality. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes. And my thing is, so now I want to know the politics of your city, of your state country, Providence, wherever this place is located, because if they had to make that somewhat apparent in the commercial, then they must be battling heavy racism. Heavy. Like, that shit is probably as soon as you wake up. Like, I want to see if this is actually like a really a place, but let me pull it up on Google. Red House Furniture? Yes. Oh my God! Wait, it is. It is. Oh my God! It's in High Point, North Carolina. Oh Lord. Oh God! It is an actual furniture store. Mm, and they've been open since 1962. Well, I want to call them tomorrow and be like, "So, what is the purpose of this commercial that you made?" No, I really do, but I also feel like. The aesthetic of the commercial. If they've been open since for 50 years. You could come with some better furniture than that. They have the money to give a high profile quality commercial. I feel like they did this on purpose. Yeah. The company but, but says the, the, that the, the phone has been ringing off the hook. And uh, all we could do is answer the phone. Yes, we're a real store. Yes, that's a real ad. That is... Um, and, and the shocking thing about it is they're getting really good reviews. Like, they have five star across the board, well, except one. Um, and it's because of their commercial, which was done like four months ago. But they have good I... furniture. They have LG, Samsung, Ashley. Like, they have really good furniture. What's the name of the town it's in, Joe? High Point, North Carolina. 
oh my gosh so people are coming all the way from oh they i got a review from seven months ago saying dirty folks and too high conning um i'll never buy again high rate on couch and paid cash the couch let let out won't flip back that was one bad review so do you think that this was a technique where it's like racism is very prominent in today's country than than when it like compared to when it was in the 60s right Mm -hmm. so maybe if we bring this out this will get people talking about our store which will make people come visit us one idiot just posted so he posted a year ago saying I'm mixed and the red house is for me for mixed people it's a great place to buy furniture wow I'm so confused how being mixed and what does that have to do with buying furniture I think it's a troll I think it is That's too. What I'm I think it's a marketing ploy to get people like us talking about it because, like, we're sitting here like, what the fuck? It's less than the high point, North Carolina is less than 50% white. Um, so it's black. It's uh, 35, 36% black, 8% Asian, and 4% two or more races. So less than 50% white. But the majority is white. Um, also, I just seems like racism don't exist here in High Point at the Red House Furniture Barn. So come on down if you're black or you're white. So this looks, it looks like, it looks like that this commercial is actually years old unless they've done other commercials like this. But that's what I'm uh-huh. saying. I feel like they, the aesthetic of the commercial, they did that purposely so that they can get more people to talk about it. Oh God! Oh but you God! Know, white people, white people love to not be racist. So this commercial is actually perfect for them. No, they don't like to be labeled racist. Well, they love to be racist. They just don't want the label. Right. And we and we dream for a post race a post racial world. Right. Where the red house is the place for us. We don't see race. <laughs> You're not black. You're a, you're a furniture You're a customer. person. You're an American. Even though I said in the commercial, my name was Big Head and I'm black. <laughs> like, why do you go by Big Head? It, it, his head is actually very huge. I'm not going to lie. You're massive, but still. <laughs> I don't... It, it, it's, it's not... Like, a, I'm hoping his mother had a C-section. It's a zero out of ten for me. Would not recommend. It's, yeah, it's a, it's, it's a negative six out of 10 for me so I wish they would in Newark I wish they would like this is this is very disappointing I don't I and the and the girl the reviews are still going but that's all the time we have today uh we're gonna take a quick break when we come back we're gonna top into our discussion of the day but while we're gone take a look at our social media at Uncensored Boss FM and take a look at that video as well. Let us know what you think. If you think it's just as ghetto as we think it is. All right. (laughs) 
Okay. Welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. It is your girl, Kayla, here with Joey, and we're about to hop into this discussion of the day. So I was scrolling on my Twitter today, and someone tweeted, or some, shall I say someone retweeted, a tweet that says, basically explaining how they don't agree and that they're fully against the whole ideology and theory of we don't owe people anything. So it made me think, do we actually owe people something or living that lifestyle of we don't owe people anything? Does that stop us from heartbreak? Does that stop us from feeling disrespected or anything like that? So how do you feel on that, Joey? Um, I am a firm believer that I live my life the way that it is. Um, when you're an adult and you're living on your own and you're paying your own bills, I strongly believe that I walk on this earth in full knowing that I owe nobody nothing. Nor does anybody owe me anything. And I think that people are just so wrapped up in the idea, like even in, you know, living on their own or in their own successes or just in their mindset that certain people owe them. And that's just not how it works. So then why do we ask people to respect each other? Um, because we, we don't like being disrespected. We don't like, we don't like the idea of someone talking to us as we are like kids. Um, I think that it is a common misconception that people owe people respect, but I think that our world goes round when we can just kind of get our head out of our asses and do it. Like, I'm not going to walk around and be just disrespectful just because I can, I basically can if I want to. I'm not going to do that. It it just, it does not, it doesn't do me any good. And you don't know who you're going to be dealing with at the end of that rope. You don't know who's on the other end. So I think that... For me, me that, that you say that you believe in, you don't owe people anything, but you want people to respect each other, or you want people to have a common decency or kindness to each other, that to me is clashing. Because if I don't owe you anything, well, why do I have to be decent to you? Why do I have to be kind to you? Why do I have to respect you? Well, I always tell people, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to do anything you want to do. But I, again, feel as if for me, and it's going to clash, for me, I'm just not going to walk around just spewing hate. That's just not who I am. I could if I want to, but I'm not going to because that's not my, that's not what I do. That's not how I feel. But I don't owe anybody anything. I don't owe respect to anybody. I'm going to respect people because I'm just kind of like, I'm I'm a nice guy. I'm cool. And I'm not going to say anything negative behind people's back because I'm not that individual. But you don't have to be nice to me. My feelings ain't going to be hurt. You don't owe me niceness. You don't owe me respect. You don't know me. For me, it just doesn't match up. Um, And I feel like I'm one of those people who will say, you don't owe me nothing. Like, I don't owe you anything, but I do expect you to respect me. I have Mm -hmm. these expectations for a person to sit here and you don't know me, but you can be kind to me. But you know what? I live, uh, here's my, I live my life. I've set ex- 
expectations. Expectations lead to disappointments. And the last thing I want to be in this world is disappointed of something that I could have, I, I should have not expected from somebody. So then let's throw religion into this or spirituality in, into this. Isn't the teaching? That's the main reason why. Isn't the teachings of, well, you always have to be kind to your neighbor? Um, I think that people pick and choose. They pick and choose what they want to follow. That's why when it comes to religion, it makes me absolutely crazy because it's like we pick which one we want to dabble off of and then utilize that and then hop on something else and then it's way worse. You know what I'm saying? Do you, does that does it make sense to you? No, yeah, because I feel like when it comes to like as simple as getting tattoos um, right. or something like that, people, oh, well, it says in this chapter in the Bible verse something that... Uh, you're not supposed to make marks on your body or you're not supposed to do right. that your body. Right. So, I, when it comes to religion, I feel like people pick and choose and don't either read the scripture for its entirety, take right. it the way they want to take it, um, or don't and read And then the try Bible. to shove that down people's throats. Right. And I feel like that's where we get misconstrued and you have all of these well I'm gonna be shamed to hell because I decided to get a tattoo I'm gonna be shamed to hell because I decided to get a nose piercing or something of that nature and then like I sit there I, when I'm de-escalating situations at work I hate talking about work but I do it all the time so it's like when there's somebody who's getting into it with another guest and I de-escalate it and I'm just like well listen you, you can be nice to him it's like I don't have to do anything I don't owe anybody anything you're absolutely right but if this person who you don't know decides to knock your head off with no explanation, the same way you don't owe him anything, he don't owe you anything either. He don't owe you an explanation and he can take those charges. It's the same exact thing. So you, it would just behoove you to just say, hey, you know what? I'm gonna just be cool today. I'm not gonna worry about it. I, it ain't that deep. But people don't wanna do that, right? We don't owe anybody anything, but I'm not, I'm just not gonna walk around. It's all about who you are. It's really all, all about who you are. Now, if you're just walking around, just being rude to people, cussing people out, listen, right? You can do that, do that. That's cool. Don't be upset in the reaction that you get from people because you don't owe anybody anybody. You don't owe anybody anything. Neither do you. So their reaction, how they react to you, they don't owe you an explanation for it. I think you need to preach that to a few Karens. But Oh, yeah, always. <laughs> My next question also would be, uh, you know how people are on social media nowadays, oh, we need to normalize, you know, so insert something that is commonly looked at as being rude or commonly looked at as being um, very jarring or something like that. So for example, right. let's normalize saying, um, I don't care about your business right now. How do you feel about that? Like care about your like personal business or care about business whatever like making money. Whatever they're talking about, or I, oh, okay. I say personal business. Um, like I don't care about whatever you're telling me, or the fact of no, I don't. I don't feel like doing that right now. Yeah, normalize saying no, and normalize not. You have other shit that you have to deal with. You don't want to work. Or you don't want to worry about other people's shit. That's fine. That's entirely. That's does that make sense? Am I am I on the right page? To me, it does. 
well, not that it doesn't make sense to me. I just feel like we shouldn't normalize that because I'm still on the same path of you say that to me and it's like a moment where I need you, but you're like, I'm worried about my own business. That will hurt my feelings. Okay. So, okay. That I get. So if I'm having a conversation and it's in a situation to where, well, it, it all just depends on who you're talking to. You should know. You should know that I have friends who I know I can say something to and they'll drop what they're doing. So it all kind of just depends on who you're talking to. Like, I've never had a space to where I couldn't tell my close best friend something. And this may be one or two that I can just like, or maybe three, that I could just, bitch, I need your help. I need to talk to you about something. And they'll be like, okay, well, give me a couple minutes. I'm going to do this and then I'm going to get back to you. And then they get back to me. But I mean, it just like people who you don't know like that then yeah you don't have to know but i guess it's in the sense of people that you are close to oh then yeah no i would if i would probably slap one of them if they said that to me so no i yeah. I, I understand that it then. seems kind of mean yeah phrase of, I do it i don't care or like no i i just feel like now people on social media are on this whole road of it's about me well, I'm putting I, me first. I think there's value to it because it's a response to people not taking the hint. Like, but you know what? We uh, should normalize. Being... We should normalize being polite. But like, if I'm leaving work and I've clocked out, and my boss keeps telling me like a story that I don't care about, I don't feel bad being like, "Hey, I don't care what you're talking about right now." I'm leaving. I'm off the clock. Right. Yeah. But like, if if one of you guys were telling me a story that I didn't care about, I would listen, and then I would be like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry, I can't help you more with that right now." You know what I mean? But like, but you're still saying it in a polite manner. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. It's not, not that's not for me right now, or something like that. Like, that's what I, I feel like people are trying to push this whole. We want to get our agendas across, whether it comes off in a rude way or not. That's not my problem. That's your problem. And I'm like, no, because if you weren't raised like that, then you shouldn't be speaking to anybody rude. I understand that you have everything that you're going with, but you could just kindly say, not right now. I'm sorry. Can we speak later? Let's set up a time or something like that. My friends have done that to me. So I, I just you know what? I have, I have gotten to a point just because of what I've gone through where I have been in spaces where I have put people before me and it has been a downfall. So I get people kind of wanting to be selfish now and I get myself wanting to be selfish at times and I know who I can and can do that with. So it's like when somebody brings something to me, I'm just not in the mood to do it. I just, I have so many other things in my, on my plate that I can't but the people who have been there for me close friends yeah I can I can put down a second and you know talk to them about whatever they're going through but I can understand being in a space where it's time for me to be selfish a little bit like that's like a defense mechanism but even in your space of being selfish I still don't think you would just say I don't care what you're talking about right now I'm too busy worried about x y and z I would, I, if it was, again, my friends or family would not happen, but if it was like maybe a coworker or a boss, hey, I'm a little tied up right now. Can this wait until later? I can't really discuss this right now. But like see, things of that. that yeah. even, that's, that's not rude. Yeah. That's said in a polite manner. But yeah. people just are blatant rude. rudeness is, yeah, yeah, that won't be tolerated. I, I, that's just, it's just, 
you're doing too much just to sit here and feel like you're the bigger person or feel like you're taking a high road when it's like no I think you you don't know what a person is actually going through and that could have been their turning point you could have just been that person in that moment that they were relying on you for and for you to be rude to them that's that's wicked I think that's wicked you're absolutely right on that one you're right on that one well, on that note, that is all that we have for the discussion of the day. Head on over to our social media and let us know what you guys think about you owing people or us as humans owing each other something. We'll be right back after this break. everybody welcome back to uncensored on boss fm it's your party boy joey and i'm here with kayla and you know we had to mention john john popped in on the show with us a little bit today and he's got some good sports stuff for us so john what's going on hey what's up guys it's uh cancel culture sports edition on this segment of uncensored sports so i have two stories uh about cancel culture being used for better or for worse and i just want to get your guys' reaction. So I'm sure you guys have heard about the Georgia voting restriction laws where um, it makes it, among other things, it makes it illegal for people to give out food and water in long voting lines. It's basically a bunch of voting voter suppression to make it so that people of color in Georgia don't have the same access to voting. The MLB, the Major League Baseball, uh, the le- the Major Baseball, the Professional Baseball League, Major League Baseball, <laughs> is uh, they are throwing their weight around. They've removed the All Star Game in 2021 uh, from Atlanta because of this because of this law that got passed. And they should. Um, Atlanta, the Atlanta baseball team, the Braves. I agree, they should, Kayla. Um, and I love it when when huge companies do that. Uh, the Atlanta Braves were like, "Well, what about what about all the people that work for the stadium, and and what about all the money that the All Star Game would bring in? Like, you're hurting those people." Um, and then across the country, the the Texas governor said that he wouldn't throw out the first pitch at the Texas Rangers game where he was invited to do so. Uh, because he's boycotting Major League Baseball because of their boycott of Georgia. So, in other, when you start hurting people's pockets, that's when changes start to happen. But mm-hmm. Atlanta's dead fucking wrong. Like the lines, the lines are always long. Why can't people give out food and water? I don't. What's the problem with that? That's my thing. It's so petty. Right. It like, like to me, that's that that sounds like uh, when in the cities when you were getting your right to vote, how you had to know all of the presidents or something like that, and it was like it was stupid questions on the the voting test that you had to pass in order to get your eligibility to vote that were just very much miscellaneous. 
this is a very much miscellaneous problem that you guys are saying for people to not vote. Right. It's just to make it so that in precincts where they have uh, way less polling places per voter, so the lines are definitely going to be longer, it's going to be miserable for you people. It's, it's already miserable. Like, I've noticed a significant difference in where, like, higher places that have, like, a higher percentage of black people have longer voter lines. You're further away from the house. Well, and so listen, I don't want to get too far into the weeds because this uh, Georgia law is, like, universally bad. Like, we don't, yeah. we don't have to argue about it being bad. But what do you guys think about um, the MLB using their platform and their, you know, their power is their money, like Kayla said, um, to affect change here? And do you think it'll affect any change? I don't think Atlanta will take that that thing away. Um, but them trying to put, oh, what about the money that you're being you're taking away out of people's pockets? They can find another job. Y'all have other things that happen in that stadium for them to get money from. For one, right. For two, the MLB can definitely place their game somewhere else in this country and find someone else to throw that pitch because who cares about the Texas governor, especially after he ran to Cancun when Texas was in trouble. No, that was a senator. Oh, my bad. Still, yeah. <laughs> they they yeah. talk. They're two peas in a pod, though. Yeah, they 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 have drinks together. I'm sure those two fuckers. Right. So we can find any other governor, whoever else is important to throw the first pitch. Nobody cares. I don't care about a first pitch, nor do I care about the game. But I'm glad that MLB decided to make that move because it's like now I don't want to support what you're supporting. Well, and and best case scenario, if you come to me and you say, man, I'm really upset that the All-Star game is going to be in Atlanta this year. I'm going to personally lose money from that. I'll say, well, did you vote in 2020? And 2022 is right around the corner. Um, make sure you vote again and look at people's um, track record on voting rights. Yeah. Because that's why the All-Star game isn't there, because your elected officials acted a fool. Right. Exactly. And just even in Atlanta, I want to know what Stacey Abrams is going to do about that. Well, I'm sure she's got something. She's acting now. She's got something up her sleeve. Yeah. Um, okay, so then uh, quickly, the other instance of counterculture, uh, cancel culture, is not as righteous, in my opinion. So, my one of my favorite basketball players, probably my favorite basketball player ever, Paul Pierce. He's kind of like a square, swaggerless dude. That's how he's known. Um, and he's an analyst for the NBA on ESPN. So, recently, uh, I think yesterday, uh, he got on IG Live while he was getting his hair cut. And he was drinking, smoking blunts, uh, gambling, and uh, had two or three adult uh, entertainers in the background clapping cheeks. <laughs> I uh, saw that. She did too, but I didn't think nothing of it. I thought he was a basketball player. <laughs> I So I didn't really think too much of it either. I thought like, 
Um, damn, Paul Pierce is, is lit. He's living his life. Yeah. Right. His in-home barber situation is awesome. <laughs> uh, right. Lineup looks nice. It looks like they're having a great time. But it came out today that um, ESPN is officially parting ways with Paul Pierce. Because of something he did in his personal life? Apparently, I they didn't make it clear, but the timing would suggest that it is directly in direct response to his IG live. Mm, I'm not feeling that because of I, have, I have I have a problem with that because what he's doing, not clocked in, not on the radio show, regardless of what I mean, you're on ESPN. ESPN caters to men and their sports. Men love strippers. Men love, men love strip clubs. So, why are you penalizing him for something that he's doing on the clock? He's not representing you when he's not working. It's not like he had ESPN thrown up in the background. Right. He's on a strip of ass. And my my question really would be, is it because he's a black man that y'all decided to do that? Because if a white man was to do that, would he have gotten dismissed, parted ways? What just happened last week? He was on IG last week. Yeah, or I, I that's a great point. Or if it was someone with a more with a with a reputation that was like, oh, he likes the party, that's just who he is. If it wasn't such a surprise. I would also let, mention that the strippers or the dancers who were in the background, they looked like they were also having a good good time. It didn't seem As like there was should. any abuse going on. I was shocked to see it. Um yeah, I I, I guess my thing is always that the brand has the right to protect what they think might lose them money. Um, if they think, you know, Paul Pierce going on IG Live publicly, I, I don't know. That's a stretch to me, but yeah. Right. I don't see how that, I feel like if anything, like Joey said, ESPN really caters to men. If I know one of my hosts is out here, got holes on holes on holes with shots. Let me see what he asked. Where we going? Where okay. you where you asked so I could come and join? Right. Hey, let me see what he talks about when it comes to sports. Maybe his his opinion is valuable. You know? You that's a great point. Like this would add to his cachet with sports fans. Exactly. Who, especially because they thought, you know, his reputation is he's just kind of a dork. So he said, let me show y'all what a dork really lives like. Yeah. I'm getting my hair cut. And he's enjoying his life. Well, I mean, he's not he's not doing anything illegal, so they're stupid. Yeah, that's stupid. Free they're Paul stupid. Pierce. Uh, he'll probably be way better off not on that. Somewhere else. He's no. probably going to yeah. start own analytic, you know, show or something. He got the money. He going he to make it. He's going to do something. Yep. He's a NBA Hall of Famer, NBA champion. So. Yeah, he's oh, he's not. He is he friends with Shaq? I don't know if they're... No, I don't think... Well, Shaq actually gave him his nickname, The Truth. So then maybe Shaq will put him in one of his commercials with the general. We might see... <laughs> oh, here's some TV ads or something. Oh, man. Hopefully he can get like Shaq. Shaq's in every commercial. Literally. But uh, that's it. That's all I got for you guys for sports today. Thank you guys for listening to those two stories. Thank you, John. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to do a recap for you.
Hey y'all, welcome back to Uncensored with Boss FM. If you are just tuning in, you've missed the show, but it's okay, because we're about to give you a recap of what you missed. So in the first hour, we definitely talked about Spirit Airlines and how they threw off a family of four because their two-year-old didn't have a mask on. We also talked about the Chavanon trial, or as this TikTok lady said, the murderer trial, and how the Minneapolis police chief testified and basically said that the ER doctor theorized that the reason why Floyd died was because lack of oxygen to his heart. We also talked about Megan Thee Stallion and Young Miami and them wanting each other, honey. But up came some homophobic uh, views from Megan Thee Stallion 11 million years ago, which she's already apologized for and she's moving forward. So I know how they feel about that. We also talked about Michael Rappaport and him speaking out about the KD incident. He doesn't seem too bothered about it. Neither are we. And security guards for the rapper uh, Kodak Black was injured in the Tallahassee shooting. And prayers to him. Hopefully he feels better after getting shot in the leg. We talked about the red house. Oh, Come on, white folks. And guys, if, I can't even explain it. Y'all just have to tune in for that segment. We did the question of the day and basically described how we don't owe people anything. Um, and whether we believe in that statement or not, um, we shared some interesting views. We had a Kayla's Corner today. Joey gave us a Springy Spring segment. John yes. gave us some cancel culture via the sports segment. And we got some social media. So follow us on Instagram and Twitter at UncensoredBossFM. And let us know what you guys thought about the show. We hope to hear from you guys tomorrow, same time, same place, Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. here on Boss One and the Boss FM Next. And make sure you check us out on our podcast on the Boss FM app. It's been real. It's your girl, Kayla, here with Joey and our producer, John. Peace out, guys. See you tomorrow. Bye. Bye now.